by the way, another reason why TV had this unbelievable um, ascendancy, starting with The Sopranos and all the way through now with streaming. I mean, that why the showrunner is king, the writer is king, and in, in, in great Breaking Bad, Ozark. I mean, these shows are brilliant, and even though they get, I'm sure they get notes and so forth, there is a kind of a, you have to have a vision driving it to make it consistent and make it work. You get one shot with a movie, you don't get a bunch of shots when you, you don't get a season of 10 episodes where one of them can really shine and, and it can be like, okay, that's where I can, you know, when I saw the Red Wedding and Game of Thrones, I'm like, okay, now it's next level, like mm-hmm. storytelling. <laughs> and obviously that came from from the books, but, but, uh, you know, you get one shot with the movie. You got to get it just right. You know? but, but what I'm just thinking about right now is how you don't think Marvel would have looked at it, the movie we made, and said, we should talk to these guys? Maybe. I, I can tell you this, is that... Maybe. If you... If, if you... I believe this, but you know... I haven't talked to James Gunn about it, but I yeah. believe that, well, you know, my two cents is why Guardians is so successful is because if you know anything about James Gunn, he is the fan for who, which they're making that movie for. Right. And he knows things that only a super, super curated mm-hmm. fan would know. Yeah. And, and, and he's, He's, you know, an encyclopedia of, yeah. of, of, of comic books. Yeah. But also, I think the beauty of that movie was, is that Marvel, Marvel problem obviously right. did, but I don't know if Disney knew, how can you give notes on something you don't even know what it is? It's kind yeah. of like, whoa, we don't know what this is, so we kind of have to let them do it. So he, you know, Kevin, Kevin Feige. Feig, yeah is is also like James. You know, I don't know him at all, but Kevin Five seems like a guy that is super knowledgeable. Yeah. And so it's like a guy running that world, yeah. loving that world, knowing that world. Yeah. I mean, so, he, Kevin Feige is a is a master storyteller. I mean, he's 100%. Marvel movies are great movies. Right. That with a superhero backdrop. With the superhero back. They're exactly. super I, I never, rich. I never read the Mar- Mar- I read At all. DC. Yeah, I never read Marvel. But I went to see like Doctor Strange. I'm like, okay, great movie. Like, great setup. Uh, uh, a surgeon who loses use of his hands or whatever in a car crash in the opening. And the execution of that opening is fantastic in that movie. Same in Guardians. Same in, in Thor Ragnarok. Same in so many of them. So he, he understands he understands how to how to gets you emotionally hooked in a film and then he understands tone. He understands why do we bring in a director, a different director to to alter the tone and to have a slightly different style so these aren't all the same movie. Exactly. And so why my show, even though it wasn't huge, why it worked is because it was nothing like the network had or ever had. Right. So they didn't know, they kind of gave notes, but once they came to tape night and they saw the laughs, they kind of right. laid off, and the ratings were good enough, but they didn't know. It wasn't like a typical sitcom, add this arc, take this character out. Right. Our problem was, <sighs> besides, well, besides... The expectation, but, it was the writing but, in the back. It, 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 yes, besides not having the right protection 
for the filmmakers. Right. I'm sorry. That that's what I believe. And also is that they were measuring it against something. And all we were taking was basically the green from the mask and its ability to transform. That's it. Yeah. The expectation. So they go, oh, we know it's like this. So let's do this. We can't get Jim Carrey, so we'll get Jamie Kennedy. That's what we're not making. We're not making a standalone one-person film who goes absolutely berserk and everyone watches them. This is like, I did it a little bit. Right. But Alan had great moments. Right. The baby had great moments. The right. dog, like you said, the set deck. We were all yeah. trying to make it. It was a bigger it was an ensemble. hundred percent. Right. It was, and, we were, it was a big wheel we were yeah. making. Yeah. And I got the feeling from this cut and there's some other footage and stuff, but I did like what you did with this. It was your own interpretation and it was, um, fun, funny and fun and clever. And when she's kind of turned on by you, when you're <laughs> at the end, when you're, when you, before you, t- you jump into the car with her and she sees you morph into mm-hmm. you know, Tim masked him. Mm-hmm. She's kind of got that look on her face. It's just right. I mean, you really get the feeling like there's a couple moments where I was like a little bigger. I could cut around that, but other than that, like I was like the father version of the mask. Like when I put the mask on, I was like this father. Right. But I, you kept more of my different voices here. Maybe right. we would have changed some in the thing. Yeah. We would. We were still playing with it. Yeah. Before it got taken away. But the dance sequence is. Do you know that people low-key, do you know what that term low-key means? Yeah, yeah. They love the dance sequence. It's on the internet. Now, some people try to hate on it, but it, it, they clip Wait, it. Wait, what is this? So, so tell me again. The, the, when I say, yo, that's low-key fire, you right. know what that term means? It's like, it's great. Right. So people low-key love the dance sequence. Okay. Because basically, and I'm going to go back to the dance sequence, but the dance sequence in the movie yeah. is more than it was in our movie. In in your in our cut we just love it's right. more layered than it is in the movie, correct? Yes. That's okay. So that, that that's I loved it more. Right. And I was proud of it. I'm like, ooh, this is good. Where the other one was chopped again. Yeah, yeah. And I worked so hard on that for so many weeks, months, right. and preparing and it showed different characters. It was quick. It was song and all this stuff. And it worked. Yeah. You know, again, it was its own and by thing. The, by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but when you recorded the original rap for the first part of That it, rap is in. You right. put the rap in. <laughs> the rap wasn't in. Right. So, so, so I was like, oh my so God, my rap's thing. in. But here's the thing. Remember EMI Ooh. said we could release this? Remember that? I don't know <laughs> if you remember this, but EMI said we could release this song that Jamie rapped to. And what, and what, what happened was the lawyers at New Line realized right before we were going to go do it that the rights owner had penciled something into the contract saying you can't change the lyrics for this part. And we had to change it at the last second. And we just, it, it, you know, it wasn't as good. I remember you did it. And I remember listening to it. I remember being at the studio at Fox Studios in Australia in Sydney thinking, listening to it and going, oh, this is pretty good. Like, I like this. Like, people may want to listen to this. And <laughs> the rap. Dude, the rap. And my turntable cheeks. Yeah. It's in there. I'm like, oh, my God. But wait, the rap. <laughs> You're right. And that's what I said to Will Smith moments. Because he's lovable, family-friendly rap. He has skill. But he's not trying to be so hard in the movie raps. Right. And that had that. That I, you know, I was inspired by him, and it's good. Damon, Damon Elliott's so good, and I'm like, you're right. Like that could have been 
on the radio as a fun version. And let me finish, and then I got to get this out because I'll forget it, is that what's crazy is this wasn't a movie where moms could take their kids and drop them off, which it should have been. But the movie could have been the moms sit with the kids, and they would have liked it too. It right. had a very dreamwork esque element to it. I'm not saying it's Shrek, but there was jokes for adults and jokes for kids and visuals for the whole family. And it was very much like babysitter friendly, as they say. And then we have this and we're doing the movie and I'm thinking about how we took the rap Oh, wait. I forgot my thought. Oh, something about what I was going to say. Damn, dude. I don't think even... I don't remember if this is in the film, but you remember when you're walking around giving a tour to the kids in the turtle suit? Yeah. I don't think the thing where she says, deadpan, someone should make soup out of him, (laughs) is in the movie. And then they push you on your back and you're flailing like a turtle. I don't think that that section is in the movie. I think we cut from... That, we cut that out and we jumped right to you walking up saying, I wish I could be on the second floor, but it wasn't, you know, you needed to set that up. Like you said, you know, the joke doesn't, and it's in, in reverse as well, right? You need, you need to set that up. So that, that didn't work as well. And then in this version of the movie, when you walk up to pitch to Daniel Moss, the boss, I feel your anxiety and I feel the disparity. He's at the, he's at the top of the hierarchy. You're the supplicant, you know, trying to, Kind of get this job, and and I feel I, fe- I felt that emotionally in your performance, so that when you do go in after the party, that reversal where he's like, "How would you like to be on the second floor?" That really plays, and then that sets up your conflict. I don't know if you remember what happens right after that is you're looking for the mask because you're thinking that's the only way I'm going to be able. I mean, it's kind of a metaphor for for addiction in a weird way, right? It's a, a yeah. in some way like like I can't perform unless I got this mask. I can't, you know, you know, actors who end up taking drugs, right? And you know because they feel like they need to be in in some way, you know, be able to perform at some level and, you know, be able to keep it at that level they need whatever they need the drug <laughs> the drug for. So, you know, you you then go and you look for this mask and you talk to the dog and it's funny, the stuff you say. And I don't think all that dialogue is in the movie. And then your Tanya comes home and you're telling her the good news at the same time as she's telling you what to her is the good news. And those two things conflict instantly because you're like, she's pregnant. You just told her you've been moved to the second floor. She's telling you she's pregnant. You're not ready for that. And you don't even remember how that happened because you were in a fugue state because you were wearing the mask the night before. So so it's a pretty strong and all of those moments, those key key moments where where the plot is being hung by this very strong spine kind of got lost and got either dissipated or or hacked away altogether like you said. So hacked away. Yeah. I'm thinking about it now and how if that movie was released. There's just so much craftsmanship in it that it would have, even if it didn't work at the box office, which I think it would have had a better chance Mm -hmm. with the right marketing. 
And I was right on my way to go to that. Again, I wasn't just me. I had a lot of help. Yeah. And if you look at it, look at the bucket. I mean, it was all of that. Yeah. You know? And if I, if that movie came out like that as a family adventure type of movie, it could have opened. Yeah. It could have opened. No, it absolutely would have. It just had to be. And people like the people that like you in this business, like the Ron Howards and the Spielbergs, they would have saw what it is. Yeah. Like, we just, you know, (laughs) and then I just, I was another thought I had about it, but. Well, yeah, the feeling I got was the same that you got. It was like, okay, well, I just, bear, you know, I just like, okay, that's kind of painful. Move on to the next thing, right? And that's kind of life. But you're right. It does lift the weight. It, it, the weight is, am I crazy or is there something good here? No, I want, I don't want to just move on. Okay. I want redemption. Redemption. And I look at Clint Eastwood now, who's right. 91, and still starring in movies, I'm going, okay, so I got 40 years. Maybe right, with medicine. Right, right, Because right. it took some years. Yeah. It took some years from my journey. Yeah. It took years from your journey. We are, I believe that you and I, and you tell me if I'm lying and say, shut up, Jamie. <laughs> I believe we're very undervalued assets. Yeah, very, look, I mean. I know your skill set. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And 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 I know your heart. You're a wonderful person. Yeah. Like and I know I'm a good guy. Yeah. And it's just like if you're not if you don't get the chance, it's like so many people got chances. I'm thinking of other movies that I was up for yeah. at this time. I'm not going to name them yeah. that were hits, but they just don't have the craftsmanship. Right. Right. And it's just Yeah. There's an ambition there. Huge ambition. Yeah. And uh, and when you say Tim Burton, you're right. Like, yeah. not saying it's Tim Burton. It's different, but it, ha- but it has a... Um, it has a comic book feel of... Obviously, when Christopher Nolan got into the game, comic books became a much more different, dark psyche, which was incredible. I'd never yeah. seen anything like that. Yeah. But this took that fun element of like Tim Burton and made it a little adventure. I mean, the mask essentially is a superhero. Right. He is. Right. We were early. Right. And the car is a superhero. Right. And I didn't even know this. And the Dark Horse people are so cool. Like they were behind us. And Jim Carrey was cool. Like he was like, make it your own. Right. It, it, the, the, oh, do you know that the original source material of the mask, do you know what it is? Yeah, the comic, the comics. But do you know what it is? Do it you know the tone of it? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, go ahead. I mean, you can describe it. You do know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not what my the, My son is like an insane fan. It's dark. Yeah. The source material is horror. It's about a guy who finds a mask and does despicable things. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot that. 
And I thought if we really wanted to go a different way, but you know, you're much more of a big adventure filmmaker. I mean, you could do anything, but you know, I think at that time you were probably doing that and I was too, Mm -hmm. but we could have from my screen background. That would have been a total departure. Yeah. That's one way. Right. The other way is, do you remember when we were going to make the movie and it was going to be me doing like, like that, like a poster of different characters and I would go into different situations yeah. and this character would pop up and this character. Yeah. I would say like Beverly Hills cop, right. but instead I'm the mask doing a right. different character instead of right. Eddie Murphy just using a voice. But we had to change it. And then we were very happy with this, this, this script that we had. Right. It was our bones. And we said, okay, it's going to be a little bit more. And then we both got on board with that. Yeah. But here's what I wanted to say. I did a movie, and then I want to ask you about your kid. I did a movie with a bunch of kids, and there's a kid named Josh Peck, who's, you know, a big star, Uh and Orlando Brown, who's also really known, and a bunch of kid stars, and it was called Max Keebles. But it's not really about the director in this one. We we made this this kid's movie at Disney. Yeah. And it was like, dude, this is 20 years ago. They don't make $12 million kid comedies anymore. Right. And we make the movie and it does okay. It does like 16 million at the box yeah. office. It only costs like 12, whatever. It wasn't a hit, but it wasn't total bomb and like plays forever. Now it's on Disney plus all, all of the kids. I now when I'm shaved and everything, I have like 20 year olds going ice cream man, ice cream man. Like I have this new generation of a hundred percent. Like I call it the pixie box sets of like, I have that with cats and dogs actually. Yes. And now, so we made son of the mask. I actually actually have that with son of the mask. That's what I want to tell you. I, we made son of the mask for who we thought we thought son of the mask could be a four quadrant movie. And right. I watched your cut and that's a four quadrant movie, four quadrant movie, four quadrant movie for anyone listening. Yeah. I, I equated to a 42nd street, Sony SDS theater. You can go there at one in the morning. I've saw, I saw men in black there and uh-huh. I was like at 1am and it was just packed with like yeah. rappers yeah, and right. wall street heads and dudes on a date and, and Latinas and everyone loved it. And I'm like, this movie's going to make a gajillion dollars. Yeah. The other place like that is city walk mm-hmm. where you could see every walk of life, gay, yeah. straight, black, white, everything. And, and it's like, Oh, when that works there, yeah. those are the two theaters I judge movies is at yeah. movies is. So I'm looking at our movie right now uh-huh. and I'm thinking four quadrant and I'm thinking, well, we didn't get to make that. Right. So they made it for the kids. They go just literally. It was almost the movie that was released was like anime on crack. Right. It was like live action <laughs> anime. Like even Japanese anime people like that's a lot, right? Right. And and now those kids grew up. I have stands. You know what stands are? They're super fans that go. I love Son of the Mask. I know people and uh, all the adults who hate it. Which I go. You're forty. You hated right. a kids movie. Like what? Right. Get a life together. Right, like, right, right. But like these 17, 18, 15 year old kids are like, I yeah. saw it when I was two. I saw it was five. I, it raised me. Yes. So they. It did work. It yeah. was the zany cartoon insanity right. for which they were raised on video games or yeah, now right. playing Fortnite. Right. So it has a big base now. Yeah, that's actually true. I, I've I've come across that. I, I came across that for cats and dogs, but I, 
I was and people know you did that it for the ma- for son of the mask. Why? Why were you surprised? Like my kids, my kids who were like 18, 19, whatever, they have friends and they're like, I love that movie. And their friends are erudite and articulate and they're scholars and they're going to college and they're whatever. And they wow. like, I loved that movie. And I think what happened was what still came through was the, the homage and the love letter to that style and the love letter to uh, that approach that just sort of even came through despite all the other stuff that didn't work, the layers that didn't work. But look, I mean, it's hard to say what will last, but when you imbue something with all that care and love and craftsmanship, the surface level, when you when you throw a ton of marketing money at it to release it as a big movie, there's a certain level of expectation. When you discover this thing on cable one day, which you've never heard about because it never got a lot of great reviews or anything and you see that there's all this sort of attention and care and love and detail put into it's like looking at a train set that someone made or something like Mm -hmm. wow you know like with with every wheel and every you know every train track you know perfectly with every bolt yes perfectly executed it's sort of like when when kids see that stuff they dig it you know and 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 then they absorb it and it's very um what's the word uh stylistically very evocative exactly stylistically very evocative and and what i want to say is this i've been a part of i've worked with auteurs and you're one of them and look romeo and juliet 25 years old yeah it's still there and holds a mark made a mark yeah okay enemy the state yeah great movie made a mark yeah this no. this but, but with its own style i'm just t- talking about style scream yeah made a mark its yeah. own style i believe if we were to get our cut and i don't I, obviously we cannot get past the jim carrey thing right but if we were to release that craftsmanship cut people would see its own style, and it would leave a mark that we wanted. Right. That's the redemption you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Listen, buddy, I know we got a lot to talk about. We, we, we're going to have to do this again. Okay. <laughs> but I want to say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm glad you, uh, it's good to, because I couldn't tell, because I wasn't really looking at you when you were watching it. Because I, I was watching it. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, you know, you got the meter running. Like, how many is he laughing? Is he enjoying? Is he caught up in it? Is he? And you know, you never know when you're. When I was with engrossed. Someone. Yeah, taking memories. Yeah, thinking of all the glasses of red wine I had at night, <laughs> talking the trailer, going, "How do you think that scene went? What happened today? <laughs> Hold on, the baby quit in the middle of the scene. Remember, they took the baby in the middle of the scene." <laughs> I'm like, you stole my co-star. <laughs> Wait, your daughter. You watched it with her. I yes. need that story. Listen, Because your daughter 18. was on this set. She was on the set as, as a, a one-year-old. As a yeah. one-year-old. Yeah. And she's so smart. And she's smart. And she wrote, like, she's written, like, two novels. And she's just started college. And Where's she going? So, Kenyon College. I don't know if you know Kenyon. 
in Ohio. It's a no. uh, Kenyan review. It's like a famous literary review. And so okay. it's, it's a great writing school. And she's So your daughter is like... She's writing. She's going to go deep in the novel. She's a... I think novels and, and movies. She movies, movies, okay. Too. We watched, you know, since she was a kid. It was funny. At her 16th birthday, we went around the table to all her girlfriends. What's your favorite movie? And it's like, oh, Step Up 2. And I don't know, whatever the movies are. And then with her, it was like Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> so so I raised her watching 2001 A Space Odyssey and Citizen Kane and Planet of the Apes and The Graduate and Rosemary's <laughs> Baby. And so she knows all that. Uh, and, you know, great foreign films, too. And she's so she's so she, so, she's a so she has a sense of. Yeah, she, she has watched taste. it and she was like, oh, this is like she was completely engrossed. She laughed throughout. This is an 18-year-old who could be cynical and could be, you know, contemptuous and dismissive of anything, you know, as a teenager, you know. And she just was completely engrossed and from beginning to end and felt like it was um, totally engaging and, and funny and, you know, enjoyable. And no, there was no, um, like, the, it paces out really nicely, right? You saw That's that, right? the, the number one thing yeah. I was going to say. It's just, and it ends on a beautiful right so she she was there was no first of all she's never seen the original mask she never did i don't think she has but even if she had it doesn't occupy the imagination the way it did in 1997 when it came out in 1994 whenever it came 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 up it's not a it's a great movie Mm -hmm. and it's an unbelievable showcase of jim carrey's talents and cameron diaz i mean that was sort of and it's a weird movie, but it's great. Mm-hmm. And but it doesn't occupy the pantheon of like what a teenager is watching now and thinks and and loves. You know, mm-hmm. I go online, look at comments or whatever what what kids are watching. It's like much more contemporary movies. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, so it doesn't have as much of an impact to compare it in your mind to that original film as it would have back when the movie came out, right? So we're, we're far enough away from it that you can kind of just consider this thing on its own, right? There are enough people who could watch it and consider it on its own. And she loved it. And there was no love it with caveats. There was no, but I hated this part and I hated that part. Like when you go online and you read comments of what people really disliked about it Mm -hmm. there was none of that in her reaction and you know she's pretty straightforward and honest i mean she she read a script of mine she said oh that's well executed i could tell that it didn't come to life for her but that it was professionally executed because she said exactly what what it was and what it meant. It didn't have a layer of life on top of it. I'm talking about a, a script that I, a pilot script that I was playing around with an early draft of it. So, so her reactions are honest. You know? And she's 18, but like really 38. She's 18, but she has the writing talent of a you know, 25 year old. And I just think, you know, in five years, she's, um, she's way ahead of where I was at her age, way ahead. Yeah, she's ten years ahead of of, wh- of where I was um, easily. I mean, I actually never wrote a novel, so she's infinitely ahead. Mm-hmm. But in terms of her talent and her understanding of storytelling and her layering of uh, dramaturgy and 
you know, and set pieces, uh, cinematic stuff, and just everything in in her writing is um, is at a is at a whole other level, and she's just gonna get better, and as she kind of hones her craft and in school and and writes more, she has another novel she's working on. The fact that she gave it a good review. Yeah, and I I look at her as a counterpart, like as a as a fellow artist, creative contemporary. Yeah, I don't look at her as my daughter. I, I mean, when I read the first sixty pages of her novel, like a year and a half ago, I suddenly uh, first of all that's as much as she had, and I was like, I got to find out what's going to happen. And as soon as I knew I had to find out what's going to happen, I knew she had something. <laughs> there right that is not easy to do to sit down and write 60 pages and make people want to turn to the next page which doesn't exist yet that is as you know Mm -hmm. from the point of view of an artist that's really hard and she really achieved it and i looked at her you know her previous novel she wrote and i in the beginning the opening work and she wrote like 120 pages of that and about 20 pages in i was like okay you're you're trying to do too much and I wasn't tracking it anymore. And I wasn't engaged and I didn't read the rest of it. And she decided, you know what? I'm not going to rewrite this. I'm going to write it something new. And she took what she had assimilated and learned from the writing of the first one. And she, she put it into her second novel. And that's the one where I just had to keep reading. And so then I knew I looked at her in a different way. I looked at her as a fellow artist and a, and a writer and um, and would go to her for her opinion on stuff her honest opinion we'd watch movies together i'd get and we would we found that something that would resonate for me would resonate for her um you know what what uh, not always i mean it wasn't always the same thing but the point is she always had a deep rationale and a thoughtful rationale about i mean it took her some sometimes a little time to think about what was working but then she always had a thoughtful rationale about it and she actually she has a great ear for dialogue her descriptiveness is incredible. She loves words and wordplay in a way that I never did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of her favorite things is she memorized the first page of Finnegan's Wake, which is a James Joyce novel, which is, you know, gob- gobble, practically gobbledygook, right? Like Irish gobbledygook. <laughs> and, and, and so she's really got a, an attention to words, but she also, I mean, she sewed costumes for the films she made. She designed them and sewed them for the films she made. She composed the music she played on the piano for the films she made in school growing up. So she kind of brings all these different worlds together um, and skills together. And her writing is impressive. So we watched this and she, you know, she watched some movies this summer. She really liked the movie Pig, by the way, which I haven't seen. I had to watch it. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um, with with uh nick cage but um she watched it and i was there and i could see her kind of could see her reacting to things where i knew they didn't play in the original movie but they played here because of the setup and the payoff and so forth and she uh she thought it was really good and i was like well this is great because that's the audience and she's a high-minded person yeah. And what's crazy is I was thinking about this. If the movie had been released the way we wanted, I believe we would have been up for some special effects awards. Yeah, that, that too. I, 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 the set deck, at least. Yeah. Special effects, at least. Like, just that. Like, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. And it, Cats and Dogs was, was in the Bake Off. Uh, so, 
back then there were only three nominees for visual effects. Mm-hmm. Visual effects, for and sure. they had a Bake Off of the top five or, or top seven. A Bake Off. Yeah, so they had a visual effects. They called it a Bake Off because they had a you know they would vote at the visual effects branch of the academy, and there were seven, including Cats and Dogs, and the votes came in, and Cats and Dogs came in at number four, but they only picked three. <sighs> but now they pick five. <laughs> so Cats and Dogs would have, would, have, would have been nominated. And I agree with you. That would have happened with some of the... Ma- I mean, there's all... Um, Cinefix magazine, famous magazine. That yeah. Covers visual effects. There was a whole piece. On there was a whole piece about it and that and the aviator. Yeah. It came out and the that same. And the aviator. Yeah. That's right. At the same That point. and the aviator. Right. <laughs> Larry, you got to come back and then we're going to really dive. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you, buddy. Yep. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs>